Welcome to the Annie Jennings Poker Podcast Series. We're broadcasting live today from the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City, host of the World Poker Tour Borgata Winter Open. My wonderful guest today is Joey the Bee, and we get to hear all the secrets, and I'm going to get some good secrets out of you, Joey. He's an online poker pro, so we're definitely going to ask him about winning tournaments and sit-and-goes and heads-up play online as well. But he's also a numerous tournament winner here at the Borgata, and of course he's traveling uh, with the World Poker Tour as well. So welcome, Joey, to the show. We're happy to have you with us. Good to be here. Wonderful. Now, the first thing I guess I want to ask you <laughs> is about online play. As you know, we have tens of thousands of listeners to our podcast series, and everyone wants to know how to avoid being knocked out of tournaments and sit-and-goes in online play. Do you have some tips for us? I know uh, that's a loaded question, it's though. It's pretty loaded, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 there's no uh, like magical pill that could solve that question, you know. Sure. So, uh, what I do think, you uh, feel are some of the mistakes that some... Let's talk about the entry level or the intermediate type of player. What type right. of online mistakes are you seeing these types of players making? Uh, I see them, you know, they'll, they'll not consider position at the table or like chip stacks or, you know, like pot odds or implied odds. They, they kind of just wing it and play their two cards they get and never really overlook the, you know, the real game sure. that goes on. And as a pro yourself, do you find it difficult to play against a type of player that really doesn't know what's going on because you can't really get a read on well, them? Well, actually, sometimes it's uh, harder to play an inexperienced player than, a, than another pro because these uh, beginners, up-and-coming players, they're less likely to fold a big hand like mm -hmm. a, a professional could fold a big hand, you know. Sure, based uh, on betting, betting the betting yeah, action. patterns and the boards, mm -hmm. you know, the way the boards look. There's draws out there, you know. And uh, a beginner player might not notice something and might make a bad call with a big hand or a small hand that he thinks is a good call, but really ultimately was a horrible call. And sure. then you lose because of this, you know, inexperienced part. As we know, you're both an online pro and in, in, in the casino pro as well. What do you feel are some of the major differences in playing online versus live in a casino? Uh, well, there's some big ones. I tell you, the, first off, online you see way more hands. And, you know, in an hour you probably see five to six times more amount of hands that are played. So that's a big, big thing. You know, live you really uh, have less ability to do things because you're not seeing as many hands. So you have to be pretty patient. Um, live, you can see the player... And obviously online you can't, so that's right. a you know that's a big issue there too that comes up in you know in reading players. There's really unless if someone's like quick betting online, you really can't get a, an official read on them. You know, with, because you can't see them. You know, you can't see absolutely. Like, so you have to rely on other clues. Right. Like yeah. Sometimes they'll like quick bet or take forever to bet. You know, go into a time bank and then make a decision. So there there could be some. I don't rely too heavily online. To, to tells that I do live, that's for sure. Uh, you know, that's true, and I've heard a lot of that t today. We've been interviewing lots of and lots of pros, and I wanted to ask you how often you do rely on tells now in casino play, and what are some of those tells that you like to notice? Well, I mean, uh, a beginner player, really, they, they don't even know they're doing it, but they Sometimes if a guy has aces, uh, you can almost see him, like, jumping out of his chair, <laughs> or, you know, shaking the, when he's throwing the chips. There's... His breathing could be like you know panting. <laughs> uh, obviously online you can't see any of that, so right, it's true. I definitely see a lot of things that go on. Just 
a lot of things you can tell too like at a table just during play the way someone shuffles their chips or the way someone's just like playing with their chips you can tell if they're you know a live game player because they can shuffle their it might seem like a small thing but if someone's like just totally horrible at shuffling their chips and stacking their chips you might say this guy obviously hasn't played live that that much as a as a pro would who's mm-hmm. like you know shuffling doing tricks with chips and stuff like that so. sure when you sit down to play and in the casino event generally how do you handle the first couple of rounds do you have a strategy when you enter a tournament um yeah i definitely have a strategy uh i guess i'm i'm known as a pretty tight player early on uh you know i i really don't want to get involved with some big hands early because uh i want to control the pot and um you know early on is when you're more likely to lose with aces or kings to uh you know a suited connector or small pairs because the blinds are so low your raises only can be a certain you know you're not gonna make these huge percentage of of a stacked raises with aces you'll you'll make a like a normal raise three-time raise is easily called by small pairs they can flop sets on you mm-hmm. so they're more likely to lose early on that's a great these point big, these big pairs you know so absolutely a lot of our listeners do want to become great players they do want to become professional players how do you recommend players go from good to great players i think it, it's a, a process really you gotta i believe i mean you could say I'm a pro right now. I, I just consider myself still learning the game. I'm learning still. And uh, right. I believe you have to be a student of the game. I, I do read books. I, I mean, I play online every day when I'm not playing live. So I, that's what's really got me to the next level was, is, is putting time in, you know, really putting the time in. And, and then really trying to look back on the maybe where you busted in some tournaments, looking back on the hands. There's some sites out there right now, online sites, like, poker x factor like they're learning sites right now online and they have these things on there where you can actually download the hand histories of your whole entire tournament and you can like go look back on your tournament and see like what hands cost you chips you know that you played in what position it, it really has the online game in the last three years has gotten very tough very very tough compared to how it was when i originally broke in the game absolutely so. Uh, do you recommend, so you're recommending that people do read books. What about adapting the book knowledge to an individual style of play? Well, there's a lot of books out there right now, and some of them contradict each other also. So it's, you kind of, to me, it has to do with you as a person, how how you are, like how you want to go upon your game, you know. Someone could be a loose, aggressive player. Someone could be a, a tight, aggressive player like myself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's really... It's really your like how your character of your your own self, you know, how sure. you feel you are and how you want to portray yourself at the table. I mean, one day I might be at a table and they have me as a tight player, and I might like be the loosest player in the world that day because of the tight image that I have, you know, gotten throughout the years because of playing that way. So sometimes it's afforded me to, you know, to uh, benefit off of that strategy too, where I can loosen up a little and they give me the respect of, you know, wow, he must have a monster hand here. He's re-raising me. It's Joey the B. Uh, he has aces, obviously, unfolding, you know, <laughs> and I might have nothing, you know. So it definitely, it has its good and bad, 
you know sure so. absolutely aspects of the game you know it's a it's a very complicated game with a lot of nuances as we know which of course is why everyone loves it because every hand is different and yep. it just is so engaging it's intellectually stimulating emotionally yep. stimulating and rewarding it's really a fascinating game there's no question about that one of the most difficult areas our players our listeners have is in learning how to read other players at the table do you have any suggestions on what you found to be generally true is it betting patterns that you like to watch uh it's it's definitely betting patterns uh it's position at the table you know like if a guy limps in early position and then you know there's a couple more limpers say and then maybe a late position raise and then all of a sudden the original limper might re-raise this mm-hmm. huge raise obviously he slow played a big hand so i mean you would open your eyes and say okay he wouldn't limp and then re-raise with nothing here you know it's not like a you know, so you really have to be asking yourself the question, why would yeah. a player play like that? Yeah. Right. So really paying attention. I guess it takes extreme concentration as well. Yeah, and I mean, I, I sometimes I wear headphones at the live game and sometimes I don't. I, lately, I've not been wearing them early on to really get a feel on my table to uh, study each player. I mean, I really have lately have, pre- you know, made a part of my game to really study every player at the table when I first get there and really watch the way they bet, the way they act when they look at their cards. I watched them, you know, Doyle Brunson had taught me that years back, uh, you know, to watch, you can almost see in their face, you know, when they look at their cards, if they're a beginner player, you know, that, wow, he just looked at a monster or, you know, he's, he's just taking a shot here with, you know, any, any two cards. It's something that I don't think it's like, it's got to be a gift too, though. Not some people are better than it than others. I mean, yeah, especially filing away the information and being yep. able to attach or, or connect the information to sure, the, sure. the right player. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and the player could be doing it for you know better players do this do these kind of things to you know switch gears in their game. Sure. You know, so and this is what you come across. That's why it's such an intriguing game. You know, it so. is absolutely very intriguing. Well, I really want to thank you for being with us today, Joey the Bee. Pretty soon, it's going to be Joey the Great. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. How did you get the nickname Joey the Bee? Uh, actually, it's, it was a high school name that I got from playing football. And uh, Really? It was actually, yeah, it was a nickname that I has stuck with me f- my whole life from playing football. <laughs> you know, there's such a, a wide variety of people in the poker tournaments. You notice that the pros come from all walks of life. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, yeah, isn't it? It definitely. really it gives a lot of people hope that absolutely anyone can can be a winning player. I believe on any given day, just like in football, any anybody can win an event if they, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of luck too. I mean, you definitely have to have a good game and know how to, you know, go upon it. But I mean, the best players lose, and I learned that early on when I'm watching the pros walk out first level. You know, they stick in your mind. You're like, wow, these guys are actually human. And that's what got me into the game. You know, I was like, they're no better than me. They're looking at two cards. I'm looking at two cards. They're very intimidating because of the results they've had. You know, millions of dollars and scores. And, you know, you're just breaking in the game. So, but I mean, they're human, just like you. And I believe any, you can beat them in any hand, you know, so. Wonderful. I have two more questions for you. One is, (laughs) what is your favorite hand? My favorite hand is eight, nine of clubs. Really? Why is that? It's my favorite hand. It's been... You just love it? Yeah, it's just something that I've been very lucky with. It just does it for you. (laughs) It's got to be clubs. Yeah. Yeah, eight, nine of clubs. Eight, eight, nine of clubs. It has to be clubs. All right. That's definitely my uh, hand. This is a question, because how would you... How do you play pocket jacks? Pocket jacks? Yeah. Well, 
I mean, your position at the table, everything everything matters. Chip chip stack, you know, uh, position the with the blinds and annies are. You really, it all has to come into play with the jacks. You know where you're at. Yeah, I mean, the, the I don't jacks. like the hand obviously because it's it it right. it drags you into big pots and you easily could be getting overcarded. You know. And uh, sure. it's a tough hand to play. Do you think that pocket jacks are probably the most overvalued hand? Well, that and ace king. And ace I mean, king is also overvalued yeah. as well. I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> and if you're an online player, ace king is online. Ace king is a more valuable hand than live. Why is that? It just seems like uh, it plays out online as a stronger hand than it does live. It's definitely a drawing hand. It's not a made hand. And online, it seems, you know, more than. More than 60, 70% of the time, it, you know, Ace or King's coming, and that's going to be the best hand. It so. does seem that way. Do you think, do the cards fall differently online? I mean, that's like a technical question for you since you do play a lot online. Um, there's so many hands that are played. I believe it's just because you see so many hands that you see more often. So many hands in the hour, and if you're playing, you're not just playing one tournament, you know, like I'll have multi-tournaments, like five, three or four tournaments going at the same time. Oh yeah, so you're, 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 seeing, you're one of those multi-satellite yes, players. You know, <laughs> how, how big is your computer screen, or do you have a lot of them set up? No, I just have one. One really Dell, big one. Uh, what is it? Nineteen. I'm computer illiterate. First of all, I just know how to play poker and check my uh, checking account. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> Click the fold button, raise or raise pod button. I've all never, in. Uh, I'm 41 years old. I, I never learned in school in the uh, 80s how sure. to use a computer. It was an, an elective back then, and mm-hmm. now, like my nine-year-old daughter teaches me how to uh, do things on it it's pretty Absolutely. pretty shocking but it's the truth <laughs> it's been such a pleasure yep. speaking with joey the b today thank i you. want to uh thank joey for being our guest thanks a lot for all your your winning tips i know our players will really appreciate hearing from you no problem and i just want to thank the borgata hotel uh casino borgata casino for making this possible this interview possible today uh this is the borgata casino in atlantic city is the host of the world poker tour borgata winter open and for more information on the tournament schedule and all the wonderful things going on here at the borgata casino please visit www.theborgata.com thanks again we'll see you again joey thank you